This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with three for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. Beyond the pitch, beyond the results, we're here to connect fans, getting them to embrace the highs and lows of supporting your club because we're not just fans, we're a team. With two in three football fans having struggled with their mental health, we understand that life off the pitch can present its own challenges. That's why we're committed to ensuring you have the tools to stay connected with your friends and fellow supporters. Take a moment to connect with your mates. A simple text or an open conversation can make a world of difference. And if they don't respond right away, don't hesitate to follow up. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. You are listening to The City Vent, proudly sponsored by the Westview Motor Company, supplying your new and used cars. Find us at westviewmotorcompany.co.uk. Hello, good afternoon, well good evening, sorry should I say, uh, welcome to another episode of the City event, um, another live one, we're joined by a panel of City fans and we'll discuss all things City, um, from Adam Clayton down to vlogging, which has been a bit of a topic of discussion on Twitter today, um, and some other bits and bobs as well, so just before we get into it, just going to um, welcome our panel today, so first off we've got Gillett, are you well sir? Yeah, all well, uh... Nice to have me on again, Adam. Cheers. Thank you. Absolute pleasure, mate. Thank you for coming on. Johnny as well. Are you all right, Johnny? Not bad yourself. Good, mate. Very good. Tom? Yeah, mate. Yeah, good. Good to be here. Good. It's always awkward, this one, isn't it? And then i uh, got Cameron as well. How are you doing? You all right? It's like, it's like fucking Family Fortunes. <laughs> a university challenge, isn't it? You're like, what the fuck do I say? <laughs> but you all did well, gents. That's a good start. So, yeah, first talking point. This evening is um, Adam Clayton. Obviously, the statement's come out today that he's going to be injured for foreseeable hamstrings. So, is that, does that mean rest it season? Um, for me personally, fantastic. You know, the impact is not only on the pitch, but you can tell that off the, off the pitch with leadership skills and stuff like that. How big of a loss is Adam Clayton for this running of nine games? Um, Gilly, I'll come to you first, mate. Um... Uh, it's, it's been good for us, uh, but again, I'm quite excited for somebody else to come into that midfield, like I've been kind of preaching uh, for a few weeks. So, it, personally, it's not had a, it wasn't massively bad news for me. I think it might help us out at home where we might get some more like uh, pace and power and um, quicker play the ball. Who is this player that you're speaking of, Gilly? I mean, tell us, tell us, mate. Uh, well, well, that's a day when he's back fit, and then East, East yeah. can come in, Carty, um, yeah. and then we might see um, Smallwood improve as well. But it's just just in his anchor. I assume he'll go to the anchor. Mm. Um, but I think 
at home, it might definitely be beneficial to us moving the ball quicker. Away from home, I'm not so sure. I think Clayton's really good to have away from home. Just keeps it ticking, keeps it simple. It can be a culprit of slowing us down a bit too much at home for my liking. Okay. No, that's fair. Fair comments, mate. Um, anybody else want to wade in on that one? Tom, Johnny, Cameron? Anybody? Yeah, I think it's not as bad as people are making out. It'll be a big loss. It does away from home help a bit. But I think at home, it just means we've no choice really other than to go more attacking. You can see it being the start of maybe a back three. Uh, midfield five, say, like we're seeing towards the end the other day. Do you think it'll be a back three or back like a back five situation? I think he'll switch to a back three because I think how Critchlow played the other day when he came on. I don't see how he doesn't get back in that eleven. But then again, the other two centre backs, I don't think have done anything to be dropped. We'll come back to that on centre backs because I I totally agree with what you just said about Critchlow. I thought it was brilliant when he came on. Um, Tom, you wanted to wade in as well. I think the comment there, mate. Yeah. I think his corners are pretty good and I think we'll miss them. But we have got Banks who can take a corner as well. Um, so we're not too short in that aspect. Um, but yeah, he's just he's just one of them players that sort of... He does what he needs to do. He's there and he does a bloody good job. And I think we will miss him if he's out long term. Which, with it being a hamstring, like you said, does worry me because it's one of them injuries where it's hard to gauge how long he'll be out. It could be ages. Um, but yeah, we'll see. His age as well. His age as well for a hamstring. It's not going to be... It's going to be more towards longer end than shorter end, isn't it, really? I've got yeah. a feeling we won't see him again, personally. I've just got a feeling, just like you say, with age and, and everything else that's going against him, really. But yeah, just to come back on you there, Tom, I think he's Mr. Always There. I think we probably don't appreciate that he's always in the right place at the right time. Gets himself out of situation. There's only once this season where he's fucked up, for want of a better phrase, when that were the, the Barrow goal on it at home when he yeah. tried to do a turn. And, but apart from that, like nine times out of ten, he's got out of trouble, hasn't he? And he's set us off on the front foot again. So, for me, yeah. I think we're really going to miss him. Johnny, is there anything you want to add on Clayton, mate? Are you, are you a fan of him? Yeah, massive fan of him. Um, it's going about what Tom has just said then. Um, yeah, we're going to miss him. Don't get me wrong. Um, but who are going to replace him? You know what I mean? He's saying... We've got a massive squad now. You look at Derek Adams um, when he, he took over. We had a massive squad then as well. Um, you know, who who we got now to replace him? Yeah, I mean, I mean like Gilly alluded to there, you've got you've got Osadib, haven't you, and East that are sort of ready to to rock and roll and behind. And and East, I absolutely love East. I think he's a fantastic player. Never let us down. But he coming straight yeah, away and fill that gap. What do you think, Johnny? Yeah, but I, I mean. East is, I mean, look at the players we, we, you know, we, we're sitting on loan as well. You know, we, we've got a massive club this season. Um, I don't know, East is he, a good player, don't get me wrong, but it's, it's not a patch on him. You don't think? See, no, I think, I, but East is, is never shown as, well, I don't know, he's never had a bad game, in my opinion. I, I feel like he's been solid in, in every game he's played. Um, Salford. Early on in the season, um, really good. When he came in, when Smallwood were out at home. Who was that against at home? Did we draw that game? He had a good game then. Mansfield, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, he just is he's very reliable when he comes back in. But again, I guess if you're comparing him, is it apples with apples possibly with them sort of players? I think East adds that little bit more energy in the middle. Like He's, he's buzzing about everywhere, isn't he? And he's, he's, he's a bit of a different sort of player to Clayton. So he is, he is going to be a big miss, I guess. Um 
But does that mean Smallwood's going to go back into that position, do we think? Like, do you think he's going to drop back in there and it, it, it's going to be Gillian East more advanced in front of him? Or what, what are your thoughts on, on that? Are we going to change it up? Or do you, still, do you think we're going to go to a back five? Anybody come back to me on that one? Yeah, I think it's going to be a five. Gilead moves over to the sort of left wing back role where he played the other day. Uh, either Osadebi or East comes into the middle uh, with Smallwood uh, and then Critchlow into a back three. Yeah. And Critchlow for Rydal, somebody's just put on the chat. So Critchlow came on, didn't he? It, it, it's sort of the left hand side, left back position. Is that is this another case of square peg round all? Uh, um, I don't think the position they were sort because of, it was sort of the left of a three allowing him to push forward. Uh, I know it's different quality of football. Remember Sheffield United did it a few their promotion season uh, with the full-backs allowed to go forward and I thought he did very well when he was going forward, to be honest. Yeah, he seemed to want to carry it out, didn't he? And yeah. I don't think you get that from the other two centre-backs, no. you know, what, what Critchlow offers. And I mean, somebody else mentioned, would Critchlow suit that defensive midfielder role and, and go, in for, go in for Clayton? But again, I, I'm one of these people, that it, it sort of irks me a bit when you're saying put that player there, playing there when they come through the academies and whatever, playing in certain positions and then... I think maybe left of a back three where he was probably his best position. Yeah. Uh, but I think moving him into midfield, I don't think he'd be as good as a shout as people are saying. It's a bit like... I don't think... We were moved about. Go on, Tom. I don't think now is the time for experiments, if I'm going to be honest. Putting Critchlow in midfield, these next nine... Was it nine games? Next nine games yeah. we've got? Yeah. Yeah, massive. We can't be putting people in new positions and testing them out. It's it's just too risky. When you've got players that can play in those positions, that are proven in playing those positions, surely yeah. that'd be the right way to go about it. I, however, yeah. would bring Critchlow back into back four. I'd play Critchlow and Stubbs tomorrow. I just think that he's just such a classy player and it could be so important in the running. Again, I've said this time and time again, I know I'm boring, but the way that he wants to come out back and, and you just don't get that from the other two who have been absolutely solid to be fair let's give them yeah. credit but you've got to get your best centre back in the squad in the in the starting level and is Critchlow the best centre back I know Stubbs is a, a, a probably a big fan of you guys are a big fan of Stubbs but for me I think Critchlow's the best and he's going to have the best sort of career out of the centre backs we've got um, so yeah anything to add on that one gents on Clayton's injury or anything in relation to the centre backs that anybody wants to add come in just with just with Critchlow uh, in midfield, it did actually say that he was a midfielder in non-league, and it was Huddersfield where they've converted him. Oh, is it? Is that so? Yeah. yeah. Um, so it, it might not be as alien as what we think possibly it is. Um, That's interesting. In there, that. but I don't know how many professional games he's had at Midland Park. Obviously, it's a different level, and um, they might not have played for a few years there. But um, yeah. I, I, I think I was watching him play FIFA on Twitch, Joe, when he was doing a bit of Twitch streaming. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think someone asked him a question if, if he could play anywhere else. And I remember quite distinctly that he said um, he played in midfield. Right. Um, until he came to Woodersfield. So, you can see it, can't you? To be fair, when you watch yeah. him, he's a ball yeah. player, you know, centre back, in he? So you can see that he's got it in him. So it's not a massive shock, but. Is it still a risk to when he's been playing centre back all season to slot him into midfield when you've got players that can do it that are in backup already? It, it doesn't. Hughes to me doesn't strike me as one to, yeah, to be a tinker at all. Yeah. Or it doesn't come across as a risk taker to me. So saying that he's though, gonna... so he's played Chapman out position all season. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yes. <laughs> so, yeah. Is there something in that? Yeah, possibly, possibly. 
it's an interesting point in it, and I guess we'll have to just see what he does. But um, for me, you've got to like for liking and, and bring Easton straight away. Yeah, definitely. Stick with the information personally, um, and bring bring Easton in, um, and, and obviously he'd be a big fan of him as well. But I think he's probably going to take a few games. East is fit, isn't he? He's ready to rock and roll. He's been playing bit parts over the last couple of weeks, so he's, he's got to be there. He is, isn't he? And he's, he's, he's hungry to prove a point. When he comes on, you can sort of feel it. Do you remember that game that Gareth Evans came on and he, he were out in the cold all season and he came on and he scored, didn't he? At yeah. home. Who did we play that game? Do you remember it? Last, last season? It, just yeah, as well, Hughes last season. To, it was just as Hughes took over, I think, wasn't it? Yeah, and he brought him back in, didn't he? And um, he had an absolute barnstop and it was a bit of a fuck you, wasn't it, to be honest, to Derek Adams. And yeah. I feel like players, when they've got that point to prove, Andy Cook's a big example of it. They come on and they, they, they seem to, you know, grab the bull by the horn, so to speak. So hopefully it will come in. Now, just talking about midfielders, um, there's another one in our league that's having a really good season. I don't know if anybody's going to guess who I'm going to allude to here, but... Elliot. Oh, God. So, Elliot Watt was a bit of... Marmite, I'd say, last season. Um, he tried his world, he passes. Um, the passes, you know, the assists he got, I don't know how many he got for us, but some people loved him. Some people loved to hate Elliot Watt. And he's, he's I think he's a leading assist scorer, assist in England, is he somewhere? I, I don't know. Definitely in League yeah. Two. All of Europe, isn't it? For... Is that Europe? I'm pretty sure for midfielders anyway. And there's championship clubs knocking on the door. I think there's three or four that are interested in him. So, is that the one that got away, or do you think it's just one of those things in football where players go and do bad things? I'd say the one that got away. You reckon? I think it's, I think it's classic Bradford City. We don't get the full potential out of someone. Let them go. Someone else, he goes somewhere else and has an absolute blinder. How many times have we seen that? I think he's a bit of a shrinker, me a little what because when he came to plays at our place, his ass fell out again and he didn't have a good game at all. And I feel like no, he didn't. When he steps up again, if he gets his championship move to a, a club that are getting over 10,000 a week, is he going to struggle again a little bit? I guess that time will tell, but I think that that might be his issue. Um, does anybody else want to come in on that, Gillett? Yeah, I wouldn't either here or there with him, really. You know, um, but I think we'd have been comfortably top three with him in midfield this, this year. I think we'd have been more creative. Um, so, yeah, I think he's, he's got away. Um, I think Vernon would have been a good option for us this year as well. Just as wingers haven't really done it, have they either? I know he wanted to go as well, but um, yeah, I, I would say that I wasn't too bothered, but it's come back to bite us uh, just a bit, I think. I think just with them assists from midfield and just a bit of creativity in there, we've, we haven't had any, have we, really? It's just been. Get it wide, get it crossed in, and uh, Andy Cook to put the minimal chances away. But if we just had a bit, a bit more guile in that midfield. I think we, I think we'd have been quite comfortably sat, sat in top three personally. I mean, it's quite telling, isn't it, that Andy Cook's probably assisted himself more than anybody else assisted him. You know, <laughs> in general, you know, by just, uh, I mean, even even at Carlisle, he nearly got a few chances. Didn't he by just bullying defenders about? Yeah. I just, he's just having one of those seasons, isn't he? But I think he's the leading assist as well, just in general for the players. When I'm looking at, it. I think he's got five, hasn't he? And, and he's so 22 goals, five assists. So for us, I think he's got the most assists in the squad. And that for a centre forward, you've got to be creating goals from him behind, aren't you? Like between, yeah. well, I mean, yeah. Gilly, I know Gilly gets a lot of stick for this because he doesn't contribute a lot, does he, in regards to assists and goals? But not this Gilly. Now let's Gilly. <laughs> 
And I think that's that's been a problem for us. And when you're looking at Elliot, what else we're doing that, I think it's it's a bit, I don't know. I just don't think he'd have done it for us personally, but I guess we'll see where he goes in his career. J Johnny, I want to come at you, mate. You're very dark, though. I don't know if you want to put a light on. The, the light's better. <laughs> I can see you now. Like Is that better? That's better, yeah. It's like a bright idea above his head. <laughs> yeah, God, you should have done that, actually, when you were about to respond. <laughs> um, have you got any thoughts on that? That's really it. What though? Fuck him. You know, I never liked. I never liked him. Why? I never liked. Him. With sort of just the passes going astray and stuff like that. I mean, what what are your thoughts on him? I never liked him. I say, um, he, he did okay. Dog and wrong. Um, but when he when he left, he, he, you know, he had the, he had the chance to go to City. In state, sorry, City, City, and like be on the Mark Hughes. And he went to Salford under an under twenty one manager who took over, and he was saying like, um, "Oh, this is the, this is the best team I want to go to." Sort of thing. He had the chance to go, you know, to be with Mark Hughes, who's a fantastic football player, and he fucked off. So to me, I can't be asked with him. <laughs> yes, don't get me wrong, he's been right this year, but nah, not for me. Uh, at, at this level, at this level, you can't turn down that money, can you? Like, it's, a, it's a short career. Right, it's, isn't it? It, it's, it's money or career. You know what do you choose? A lot of football players now would choose the money. Yeah, he's, he's doing the he's doing the same job for probably a lot more money than. And do you know what? It, it's probably suiting him and all because he's playing better, isn't he? And and it's that maybe the pressure's off a little bit of a big club and expectation on his shoulders. Because let's not forget that Derek Adams put a lot of pressure on his shoulders for a young fella. That you know, it was his first proper goal, wasn't it, in football league? I think Elliot. What I think he'd been on loans and stuff like that. But it like his first, were it his first full season? Have I got that wrong? But it, it seemed to be anyway that it were all eggs in one basket and backing him to do all the work and create everything. So I guess, I guess it's one of those things with Elliot Watt. He's, he's been and gone, and it's just one of these plays that happens. And it was City. Owen Doyle's another one of recent times. Um, and Louis O'Brien were decent for us, but look at him. He's, he's all over American news and stuff now, which is bonkers. But he's getting spotted yeah. at like basketball games and shit. So yeah, it's it's one of them things, isn't it? Um, so we're going to move it on a little bit. Sorry, you're going to add something. No, you're right, mate. If you want to, you want to add something else. You can't argue Salford at a big club because they are because of all the the owners have got. Mm. And then you go, you go there and think. I'm thinking to myself, you've gone there for the money. In my opinion, that's that's why he's gone there. And and I guess he's probably had a massive stroke, can he? We can't really lie about it because he's he's had a brilliant season. He's getting paid more. And when we played him, the beat isn't cut, didn't he? And, he? and he came over to our fans and he was just going like this about the money because yeah. he's been. <laughs> I love a bit of that shit I was in. I think it's brilliant. I love it when footballers do it. And I'm saying that though, imagine if Jordan Gibson had scored that goal in that fucking last minute. Waiting for the Twitter onslaught from his dad giving his load oh. of shit. But but again, I mean when you look at the sort what he did there when he we, we ain't got real players that are willing to do that, to have a shot like he did. And I feel like we've missed that sort of player all season. Jamie Walker potentially, but somebody will just absolutely run at him and just have a shot from we're about twenty five yards out or something. I feel like that that is what we've missed, especially in you know late moments in games. So I'm going to move on. Um, so we're going to speak about the Grimsby game. So one o'clock kickoff at the weekend. 
I mean, I'm going to ask you the question. I'm sure you're going to respond with the answer I'm expecting. But is it a must-win game? Anybody? At this yeah. Point, yeah. Every home game is. And do you think we're going to win it? I think, yeah. On what? <laughs> Where, how do you, <laughs> why do you assume we're going to win it, mate? Play, we've got to go more attacking, obviously, with Clayton being out. Players like Derbyshire, I'm thinking, am I right in thinking he's back? Um, also, Debbie might be back in the squad. I just think the fact we've got to be more attacking and it's coming to this end of the season now where I think the players will know deep down something's got to change. Do you not think that we'll go to a 4-2-3-1? With, with Clayton being out, do you not think he'll just put Smalling Gilly back I've in middle? just got a feeling he's going to go with a back three. Uh, I might be wrong. Uh, but I think with the way Critchlow played, he has to come back in. And then I just don't think he's going to drop Platt after starting pretty much every league game, maybe every league game so far. But does a back three allow us to be more attacking? I'd say, yeah. Provide, providing we get the two, it allows us two strikers, the number 10 in behind, and then get East in the midfield who pushes us forward a bit. I think that's more attacking than the three defensive midfielders in the other system. But uh, would you play a back three with two full-backs? So you, you'd have Halliday and Ryder? Uh, I'd have Halliday on the right, Gilead on the left, sort of, as he played towards the end right. of the last game. Right, OK. I just the, the, When we've switched to that back three, back five, we've, we've looked a lot more defensive mm. in games. So we, we, we've done it when we've needed to maybe protect something. So, barring the um, the Carlisle game. But when you look at look back at games when we've done it, it seems to be more is a defensive approach from Mark Hughes, would you not say? Uh, probably not, because I think the other day when Critchlow played in that sort of left-hand side of the three, uh, it was pushing forward an awful lot. I know it's probably say we're going for the winner, but if we have got a player like him that can drag the ball out of defence, I, I don't think it'd be too much of an issue at all. Okay, we'll see we lost Johnny. I'm sure he'll come back. But no, that's fine. And anything to add from that, Tom, Gilly, or what else on that one? Yeah, um I think it depends what he tells them to do because we play we can play attacking and defensive with that back three. It just depends what he tells the fullbacks to do. If he tells them to get up the field like we did against Carlisle sort of the last twenty minutes, I think we'll absolutely trounce them. Um if we sit back, I think it's just going to be another draw. Yeah. See, um, I just can't. I just can't see him going five at back. I don't know if it's just. I, I can't see us starting like that. I don't. I don't see the need when you've got the possibility to play a four-two-three-one. And I thought. I don't know. I mean, Gilly, I'll let you come in. I'd rather other people's opinions be heard than mine. But yeah, I think. I think it's a good opportunity. They're, they're an inconsistent team against me out there. Obviously, they've had a good cup run, put everything into that. But they asked. I thought they were going to do quite well this year, but the, the home form, uh, the league form's been not good at all, has it really? So yeah. they're there for taking. I just, I just wanting to just go for go for it. Like I just don't want the season to just end with a whimper and just, just have a go for it next few years. You know. Just, just. I think we saw it a little bit early on in the season, didn't we? Where we were proper having a go at teams, and it just seemed to ebb away that attacking intent that we've had, and we've not really seen it come back. I'm not saying we did it to the whole game and flew at teams, but certain games early on at home, it seems to be first first twenty minutes were absolutely, you know, brilliant door down, weren't we? And we don't seem to have seen that for a while. Um, and I think teams would absolutely shit it if we did it, you know, at home especially and. 
a Grimsby have they got to play for? I don't think they have. I don't think they can realistically go down or get the playoffs. So does that make it more of an issue, or are they sort of on holiday already? I don't know. I think I think that's our Achilles' heel at the moment. What hope being you know, a home? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, when when teams went, I've said it before, like when teams went to our place, it's their Wembley. Yeah, and then they'll play the tops off. I mean, look, look at Hartlepool the week. You know, we were losing, got a draw, and losing again, and got a draw again. You know, we were relying on Andy Cook all the time. They had a new I, manager though, didn't they, Hartlepool? So they essentially yeah, do have stuff, stuff. Yeah, they have stuff to play for because they get a new contract for new manager, don't they? Like, and they need to uh, survive the league, don't they? So it's like, yeah. Yeah. but I must say that that. Probably won it for if you were a neutral, that would probably one of the best games to watch this season in League Two. I thought it were really oh. went. They yeah, went for it. What was that? Sorry, it was, it was a great game, don't get me wrong. But um, I just think that, um, I think Grimsby this week is an hard game for us, yeah. And we're too reliant on Cook, we have the point, won it? And I guess we are, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. He's There's no one else. Who's think I don't know. I'm trying to think now who's there. My next, my next goal to go below Cook. I don't know it. Like four goals or something like that. I'm trying to think who it is. The go- sorry, the goals. The next sort of score, goal scored. Do you mean in the squad? Yeah, I mean we've got, we've got Cook now. Obviously, our highest, highest goal scorer. It was the next one. I think it, is it Smallwood? Is it right. I think it's right. right. Right, yeah. I think Smallwood's got three on it, um, but he's got more assists now, I think. And then it's, I think uh, it's um, right, Oliver and Young are all on four, I think. So Young. Exactly. That's Bob. It's still up there. <laughs> what, is that, what was that, Johnny? Sorry. Just... A bit, mate. What does that tell us? You know what I mean? Like, Cook has literally. Kept us up that up that level this season. Well, there's two players. But the goals is they, they did um uh, like the team of the season so far based on ratings or whatever from that who whatever rated me I can't remember which goals but who scored who scored Lewis and Cook are both in there and it, it, it's telling tale and it without them two would be absolutely knackered. Exactly. Time, look, at, look, look at look at Tyler White right sorry he's got the plenty he's, he's not even playing a game now. You know what I mean? He, he could be back in the squad. You know what I mean? He, he was fantastic for us. Went to Plymouth. He's not even playing a game. But you can't begrudge him that move. I mean, he's going to do it because they're going up. That he's going to be in a championship team next season with a chance of playing championship football. So he's he's a hundred percent made the right move. And... Yeah, he's made the right move. Well, has he though? Because he's not even he's not even playing League One now. I mean, I, I looked I looked at the end. Um, to the squad the other day, you weren't even on the bench. I mean, you'd be naive to think, and it's probably very much of a City fan to think, to think that he'd stay with us in League Two or go to a team that at the top of League One that are probably going to win League One. I mean, that's that's ludicrous to even think that he's made a wrong decision. I mean, that's just my personal opinion. It's not ludicrous because it's your point, but that's the what, what's saying inside of that. Why would you turn down and move to, to Plymouth? That's, that's bonkers to me. Um, and he's a young player as well. He's a young player that will probably get his chance at some point oh. next season, you know, maybe coming off the bench in the Championship. 
but is in is in a win-win situation. Is is either going to have a great pre-season and manager might fancy him again, or he'll get another good loan move. Like he's, I think he's mm. done it done enough with us to show that he can either go top end of League Two again or we'll just League drop one. him back down at League One again. Um, so I think it's in a win-win situation. Really, obviously, yeah. sold us a bit short, but. It, it won't our decision. If we'd have sold him, then we could kind of whinge a bit more, but it won't our player to... Well, well. I think, I think there's more gone on than what meets it. I would Tyreek right. I feel like City were probably under the impression that he was staying at City um, beyond this season. And, and I guess agents do what agents do. They pimp players out, don't they? And, and again, I can't, you can't, I just can't begrudge him. It's like if, if Harry Lewis leaves at the end of the season and goes to Championship... What we're going to say, I shouldn't have moved there, should have stayed with us. You, you've got to let these players progress. And it's it's where we are. It's a business, isn't it? At the end of the day, yeah. it's their career. They've got short careers. So, they move on. And I think it's it's going to be gutting when Harry Lewis leaves. I mean, God, the best. And he will. He will. He 100% yeah. will. Yeah. I don't think, I think if we go up, he'll stay with us. He'll, he'll give it a go in League One. But if not, he's 100% gone this season. Yeah, uh, Harry yeah. Lewis. Um. So, yeah. Andy Cook, we sort of briefly touched on him there, being a bit of a one-man team this season. Are we still a bit surprised that there's been no contract talks for Andy Cook? Because I'd have expected something by now. I think Mark Hughes said that they don't want any distractions and they want to do it when the season's over. But should you not be trying to tie him down? Because by law, teams can come and poach him, can't they, and try and sign him now, I think, for next season. Yep. It's mind-boggling that we've not gone in for him. Um, we're just opening our, open up ourselves to lose him. I mean, he loves this club. He wants to stay, but he could easily have his head turned. You know, it's. Uh, I, I think it's just ridiculous. You never know. They, maybe something's going on behind the scenes now. We don't know, do we? But um, yeah, we need to hurry up. But but what could the other players say? They can't really sulk about it, can they? Go, oh, why has he got a contract and I'm not in talks? You know what I mean? None of them have put the case forward, have they? Like him to. No. So, so it, would it really cause that much unrest to give him a deal? I, I think it's a bit of a poor excuse, me. To be, to be fair. So it sounds like we're all in agreement that it should be signed on the dotted line. Yeah. I just don't see how it would be a bad fans. Give fans a buzz. Give. I know he's played out of his skin. He doesn't really need much more. But I just don't see any really negative impact that it could give the squad or... It could potentially give him a lift as well, Gilly, because if yeah. he's got an extension for, you know, playing well, it's one of them, isn't it? Like, you're being sort of, um, what's the word? I can't, I can't think of it. Like, not praised, but you're sort of being... Do any job respects when you're noticed for doing something? You feel like you've... Yeah. I can't think of the word. Somebody help me. What is it? Anyway, whatever. But I've got like... a theory. Go on. I've I've got a theory on why he's not offered him a contract yet. Um, Cook's a bit of a motivation player. We saw that from when he was dropped for a bit, and he was right. angry when he came back on the field. I think he's worried if he gives him a contract now, he'll sort of go on holiday for the rest of the season, sort of in a as a mindset. But I don't personally think he would. I think he'd still play plays that out. But I think that's what Hughes is worried about. That's like the risk in Hughes' mind that if he gives him it, he's going to think, oh, fuck it, I'm staying here next yeah. season. Anyway. But, but surely, I, I know what you're saying, and it's a good point, but you'd want to be playing League One football, wouldn't you? If you, if you stayed, yeah. like, it'd make, it'd make no sense to drop off. Um, 
unless you'd already secured the goods, I guess. Um, but yeah, I just, I just think it's baffling. I, I, I don't, I don't understand it. I'm totally with Gilly on this. I know it's start season, and it, people bring up every time. I'm not going to let one of you lads do it. I'm going to do it myself. But I said that it should be gone. It should have gone. Um, <laughs> fucking ludicrous. Um, but there we go. I've had some fucking worse opinions in my life, to be honest. Um, but now you've got to be doing everything to keep him. You know, second top goal scorer in England. And, and do you know what? It's not even that he's been getting. He's getting loads of chances. He's getting very minimal chances and converting absolutely everything. And it's yeah, just yeah, not it it a bit urgent in his ear, though. But he's it, public said he wants to stay, hasn't he? Like, mm. surely. It's, it doesn't seem like we've offered out to me. Or mm. Maybe we have. Maybe we've offered him something and he's waiting until... I'd be hoping we have, but I just personally think it's, it's easy for him to say he loves it here, but how many times have we seen it? If he gets yeah. offered double wages somewhere else, as much as I want him to stay, and he does seem to like it, we've got to be realistic. It's probably his next contract's going to be his last one. Yeah. Probably at this sort of level at his age. And if he does get his money doubled... Who could blame him? Wrexham. Mm. Well, that's exactly, that's exactly what I'm thinking. <laughs> well, yeah. Um, I guess they're going to be probably stung by the cap out the door when they come up. Um, it's not in place anymore, is it? Is it not? No, no, the end of the cap. I thought they'd suspended it for a bit. Isn't there some sort of cap, though? No, not at all. It's financial fair play, but I think if teams come up, it doesn't apply. Oh, there's some other thing that lets them off for so long. Well, that's this, how, is, that's this, this is why we got away with it. Yeah, this is why so, we need to go up this season. Look at all money back. They're getting a Netflix below. documentary as well, so that'll be a yeah. because it goes on your income, not right. And they're playing Man United out in a fucking mm. pre-season friendly. I mean, the, the amount of sponsors they'll have when they come up will just be ridiculous. They'll just probably just go through leagues, won't they? Being I think I think they'll absolutely piss this league if they come up. To be honest. Yeah, Next week. sick with fucking jealousy. To be honest with you, because mm. I loved it. Yeah. And, you know, done what they've done at at Wrexham tours, but I hate it. I hate people calling it a fairy tale as well. I, I'm just desperate for Notts County to pip them to it. I really am. Um, oh, I love it. It'd be brilliant, wouldn't it? And then it, if we end up staying where we are for another season, we might have a, a chance again. But like Gilly said, it's it makes it even more important because, I mean, even Notts County, absolutely tearing it a new one. They're both on like 93 points, both probably going to get 100 points in a season. Which is unheard of, isn't it, for two teams to do it in national league? So I think that just makes it more of a joke. The fact only one team comes up automatic from that league as well. It's nearly yeah. changing for a long time. It's a league free, and it and it's all right. It really is. Um, there's not yeah. a massive drop like they used to be. You know, teams used to come up and get bullied, didn't they, off the field, and they just drop back down. But we're not seeing it now. Teams are sort of sustainable. The teams that are going down are, you know, Scunthorpe's, Oldham's, Rochdale's. It's it's all the teams that have been in the football league for for years that seem to drop. Rochdale are knackered and all that. That's another yeah. story. But yeah, yeah, it's it's hard work. And oh God, we were close to it, weren't we, a couple of seasons ago? So yeah, I wouldn't want to do it though because we'd just never get out of it. If we dropped out, we'd be we'd be knackered. But but yeah, the, the time is now. So um, we're going to move on a little bit because I've got a few more bits and pieces that I want to talk about. This one's a little bit off topic, but I'm going to ask you anyway. What is your perfect sort of food or scram is the new sort of buzzword for it? <laughs> um, a football ground, not saying that you guys eat, but the offerings at City, for me, aren't particularly interesting. I know we've got the new pizza twist this season, but what would you like to see? Or what is a perfect sort of food to have at a football ground? Anybody can jump in who's in enthusiastic about this one. I'm happy with pizza yeah. twists, to be honest. Big <laughs> fan. <laughs> They are better, yeah. though. They are yeah. better than bad. But would would you not want a bit of local produce? You know, some 
barges or you know with a bit of dip or something that'd be ideal for me something easy you know using the local you know caterers around the area to support bits and pieces it just seems like we're missing a trick because the match day experience is another thing we'll touch on as well in a minute but i think it's pretty poor at city like it just seems a bit half assed people we've got Eighteen thousand people turn up every week. Surely you'd want to try and keep that trade and want people to keep coming back with doing more. Um, so yeah, I mean, I mean, Tom will ask you as well. What's because Peter Twist Cameron's answer, but what, what's your ideal sort of food? Yeah, I've I've touched on this before, but you know, we've got so many local um, businesses with food and takeaways and stuff. You know, we're essentially the curry ca- capital of the UK. Yeah, and we just don't cap- capitalize on it. It's mad. Um, this deal we've got with this catering company, um, it's been pretty poor from the start, hasn't it? Really, I mean, there were problems when they first came in, kiosks not being open and not having food and stuff. Um, even even the beer selection isn't great, is it? I mean, it's Carlin pretty much. I think they've brought in Moretti now, is it? Magic, Magic. that's it. Yeah, the um, the exotic cars, and it? it's just cars with a different name. <laughs> yeah, um, I just like think it. we're missing a massive trick. Yeah, yeah. Even then, if we'd started doing local vendors in them, and what's that little um, match day thing we've got Denver. outside the cup? Yeah, yeah, that's it. Even if somebody, we did it in there, somebody's put about the chips at Bradford Park Avenue, and do you know what? I um, I did go to it friendly pre-season. They're like proper like chip shop chips. They're absolutely banging. Um, but it, there's nothing fresh, is it? It's all just microwave shit, just yeah. for just speed and ease. And it just don't, don't make me interested in buying up. But when you look at the footy scram, there's only sort of maybe teams like Hull that are really doing it, like not artisan, but having a real go at it out. The, 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 the big teams just seem to just put shit out, you know, them Rustler's burgers and fucking rollover hot dogs. Whereas like teams lower down, like Dulwich Hamlet, are doing these big burgers out there, these stacked burgers and, and incredible food. But yeah. Like you say, you could even get stuff from restaurants like Pekiza, you know, sorry, not restaurants, supermarkets, where they do all the sheet kebabs where you can just reheat them and stuff and put them in a wrap or something, you know, just do something a bit different. But yeah, I'm, I'm just a bit, I just, I don't, I don't, not really drags me to the ground or, you know, to get there early. Like if they were a good offering on food or beer um, or deals, like, you know, to make it cheap and, and reasonable, you probably would be more intrigued, wouldn't you? Um, go on, even, even, with, uh, even with the booze. Right. It's not what I drink, but it's like Salt Air Brewery down the road. Like, Timmy Taylor's in Keith. Yeah, it's, it's, it's just madness. I don't know if it's just, it's probably going to be cost, isn't it? They'll probably charge more than the Carlin Breweries and, uh, and stuff. That, that'll be that, what it's down to, I would have thought. I really... Well, you say that, but, but Barnsley have just got Salt Air in their kiosks i'm sure they have unless i've imagined oh no you might be right here yeah right actually if they can do it and transport it all the way there it's literally like you say a mile two mile down the road isn't it so yeah even even dog bother is at town i think they've got magic rock brewery which is local to them yeah and people people love it now as well you know all these ales and stuff it's like massive in it you know it's they're so popular so surely when did when did these lot come in was it start of last season was it? Yeah, it, it, I think. It, 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 yeah, I think I had a chicken. I think I got a chicken burger. I don't normally eat rarely, but I thought I'll see what the see what they like. And it were literally like two little chicken. I thought it was going to be like a chicken burger, but it were like just two little chicken goujons thrown in in a burger bun. I like that. Oh God, it's has it really? 
I don't really change, really. Like, I've got to get, get to your centre salads before, get two two meals for six quid. Well, when I used to drink it, when I used to drink eggs, pretty much, I just used to go to Sweet Centre and like yeah. get a like, little bag of barges for a couple of quid. And then yeah. Take them with them, yeah, take them with me. But that's all it needs. Just a bit of, like, obviously, it's curry's a bit awkward to eat, but just like the barges and samosas and stuff, yeah. it'd be enough, wouldn't it? I mean, even if, like you say, in the fan zone that Tom alluded to there, that they had a few stores before you went in and they had them in metal containers or whatever, you know, something safe that you can take inside and you could take it in, couldn't you, or eat it there or whatever, you know, just just somebody to think outside the box and be like, right, come, we're going to speak to these local businesses because if, if somebody like the Peacock do it, because they do their own food, though, if they came up and did it, they won't be charging a lot. They would not be charging the same prices as what you're paying inside for a, for a sweaty burger. So it, it, just, it just seems like we need to really buy into that. I mean, talking another thing as well about sponsorship. Unless Johnny, is that what you want to sort of add in, mate, on the food side? Do you eat at the ground? Well, yeah, um, it annoys me actually because I, I sit in the Bantams bar uh, on, on, in the top, and um, what annoys me is um, I pay a bit extra for, for, for that. And when, when we used to walk up, um, there used to be a security guard on on the door. Um, if you had if, when you had the Bantams bar pass, you could walk in. But any Tom, any Tom, Dick, and Eric can walk in there now. So we're walking in. Now. <laughs> I'll Pardon? be in there next game. Yeah. <laughs> cheers yeah, right. up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, cheers for that. You've just told everybody on the yeah. uh, on the BCFC hashtag. It'll be even more packed. Yeah, yeah. But no, so, right, so that's true. They don't have any sort of security on at the minute. Nothing, nothing at all. So we're, we're paying extra money for that. So we're right. walking in and um, you can't get a drink. You know, yeah. you, you can't get food because... So many people going in there. It's, it's ridiculous. Why am I paying this extra money? Yeah. No, that make, that makes sense. It's like I say, it's good yeah. to know. That. It's yeah. good to know for me. Yeah. I'll be in there. You know, another. Yeah, this, cool. this is probably. What's that, Johnny? I said, come down. You might as well. Everyone else does. Yeah, I might as well. Yeah, jo join the brigade. Uh, Tom, go on. You're going to dive in there, mate. You know, this is probably a bit of a selfish one, um, but I've noticed there's no like alcohol-free beer out like that. Like, I'm on a indefinite break from alcohol, so there's not for me at the ground there, and I'm, I assume there'd be others there who'd, who'd want some. Yeah. Picture the scene. All of your mates around, you've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Don't have any option for that. Like a zero, zero percent job. Yeah, exactly. Like, I love a non-alcoholic beer. I drink it all the time. Yeah. And there's none of that unless the Bantams Bar might do it. But at the uh, at the kiosks in the concourse is definitely not there. I guess 
from a business perspective, if we're putting a business hat on here, what they'll probably think is mm-hmm. that they won't sell enough of it because they'd have to stock it in every single kiosk possibly, or at least one yeah. in each stand. And I bet they'd probably have a lot of waste stock because there might only be, I don't know, five or six people that drink it. So that's possibly why, because what they'll yeah. say is well, we've got soft drinks that you can drink. But I think you make a good point. And even if they did it in the fan zone, you know, before you went in or something, just to maybe entice yeah. you there. But you do make a good point because I think there's probably more people than what you realise that would probably want an alcoholic. Um, I'd include my dad in that conversation because I used to drink it. So good point. Maybe it's something that you can put forward or we can put forward to the club to, for, to do something for that. Because to be fair, they do seem to be getting on board with with, with things and how, how the world's changing because we've got the Her Game too. I don't know if anybody's seen, but Jamie Walker has become the ambassador for the ladies that are doing that, which that's a good thing, you know, getting more girls involved in football when they're younger and stuff and making them feel a bit more, you know, at home at Bradford. So surely, you know, campaigns like that would mean that, you know, they could do something. Plus, we were, um, we were, our population was a high percentage of Muslims in Bradford. Yeah. So I, I don't know if they're allowed to drink non-alcoholic beer, but it's, I don't know, it's worth a, worth yeah. a shout, maybe. Definitely, yeah, it's probably worth feeding back to them. Um, so yeah, and, and on, on the sort of the topic of um, the sponsorship and stuff like that, and other stand, Morrison's have come in. I don't know if anybody's seen that leaked on the hashtag, but they seem to have sponsored the family stand. I think it was Bradford yeah. University last year. Anybody know that? I think Uni the stadium's... Is that not the stadium? No. Is that the stadium? So what, yeah. what's the main stand? What were the main stand? Was it the internet? Was it brisk or something? Couldn't tell you. But to be fair, from a business perspective, I know that people might not be happy at certain things on the pitch or whatever's going on, but we seem to be coming on leaps and bounds. Like Morrison's, massive Bradford brand. Like for years and years, we've not, they've not had any involvement at City and, you know, now they're sponsoring the main stand. You've got to give absolute credit to, I think it's David Longo, is it, that, that's running that commercial side of things and Ryan Sparks before him. It's quite impressive, isn't it, what they're doing off the pitch. Cameron, thoughts on that, mate? Yeah, yeah it's impressive. The more companies, the better. And the fact that it's a Bradford-based business, yeah, uh, even more so. It seems like we're really sort of home in, doesn't it, on the Bradford businesses. And, you know, when you look around the ground, it's pretty much, I mean, there's, there's the Carlsberg here or whatever. Um, it seems to be local brands. Well, Brisk, I think BRSK, that's a, that's Bradford based. And also, it's it's nice that we're home in on, on, on local firms and, and utilising them really as they're utilising us. Um, oh, to add on that uh, respect, Gilly, on business side of things and how things are going? Uh, well, just in regards to uh, the Morrison's deal, um, wasn't there a bit of bit of a rift between Ken Morrison and Jack Tardoff going on for quite a few years? Obviously, it's both deceased now, and they're obviously being run by other people. But I think that might have been the case why Ken Morrison was a bit distant from us over the years because we everyone were kind of um, crying out for him. But I'm pretty sure I read somewhere that that's one of the reasons why they didn't get on very well. Possibly, is that uh, so? I think so. Yeah. I've, so obviously, it was president, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, Honorary president uh, as well for years, wasn't it? Yeah, since the was it um, mid eighties, wasn't it? When he um, yeah. was heavily involved, um, but I don't think they got on too well. So that possibly might have been a reason why. Yeah, um, Morrison's have kept the distance for, for all these years, um, but yeah, obviously, it's got to be a good thing, hasn't it? Uh, yeah. reduce. I think it's been quite good since. 
since Sparks has took over that job, really. I think that's kind of has been his strong point, getting them sort of things across the line. Uh, might not be everyone's cup of tea. And foot, on the football side of things, I don't think he's performed very well, but I think uh, he, he has done uh, done well. And yeah. Stuff like the marketing and sponsorships and stuff. So, uh, yeah, all well on that front for me. Yeah, it's it's good. We've come on leaps and bounds, haven't we? And I took a before and after picture. I don't know if anybody saw that, but I put a tweet on a couple of weeks ago um, after the Colchester game, I think it was. And it were a photo of like from the cop towards the main stand, there, like from four years previous to now. And the pitch were just an absolute cabbage patch. The dugouts were the old dugouts. You can't even remember that they existed now, but they were awful, weren't they, if you, if you remember? Um, and all the seats were all knackered and broken and like the where the players are in that in that section down, you know, uh, the Bradford end, that were all sort of run down. And when you look at it compared, if you've not seen it, have a look because it does look so much better. And it's nice that things are improving. Upgrade the parade, if you remember that as well. That were a, that were a fleeting thing to happen, wasn't it? Have, have, the, changing, have the changing rooms been improved? Because I played there a couple of times as a kid and yeah. it was an absolute hellhole was the changing rooms. Yeah, don't you remember when they did it? That was part of Upgrade the Parade, I think. And the, oh, was uh, it? Yeah, but they, they switched into the home and the away changed. So they left sort of the home end as it was, I think. And then they did all the away ones up and we went in the away or something like that. I'm pretty sure. But yeah, they were, they were pretty bad, weren't they? The yeah. facilities in general, I mean, they probably all need a bit of an improvement, don't they, to be fair? Um, yeah. I mean, I mean, on, on match day experience as well, has anybody got up to add? Is, is there anything that we're missing out on maybe at, like, at halftime? There's nothing going on at halftime or is there something that we could be doing? Yeah, I mean, I'm not saying um, bring the Bantam Bells back. Props if you're old enough to remember that. Um, but like, I don't know, crossbar challenge, something every club does. Just summer. Summer, yeah, summer it's simple. just boring, isn't it? Yeah, it's, I mean, Lee Leopards, I don't know if anybody is a rugby league fan, um, but they've had, who did they have last week? They've, they've had having bands perform at half-time. I'm sure it was Tina Turner or something. No, it might not have been somebody that big. <laughs> but, they, but they had somebody like decent performing and they've got a band called the Lottery Winners that are performing um, this weekend coming um, I went to, they're actually a support act for a band I went to recently and they're actually really good but you know they've got like these upcoming bands that they're probably paying I don't know what for to come on at half time it's good exposure for the band and, and it's good for them because it's a bit of entertainment at half time and just something like that even before the game to get fans in you know mm-hmm. just something going on we, we used to do bits and bobs didn't we like you say the Bantam's Bells and <laughs> um, we used to do some sort of challenge, didn't we? We need, we need to get the time I sorted, though. You can't hear it. Well, in Cop, anyway. I don't know if it's clear in other stands, but yeah. I can barely understand the word he's saying when he's on mic. I can, you can hear music all right, but do you know when our time announcer's speaking? Yeah. I can't hear a thing, mate. I'm, I'm totally the same. In, in main stand, it's fine. Because I sat in there not so long since, and it's totally fine. But yeah, in, in Cop, it's poor. Somebody's put... Um, Get Zayn Malik and Selena Gomez to do a duet. <laughs> that, that is new, um, his new missus in it, Selena Gomez. So that, that'll be another one that we'll, we'll be seeing in a Bradford City shirt before before long, I'm sure. Um, but yeah, anything to add on the um, the match day experience, guys, at all? Any thoughts that we, what we could do or what we should be doing? No. Nope. We're not paid the money to think about those things, so that's absolutely fine. So, vlogging it's football game. So I've had a few fucking disagreements today um, on Twitter with Fuck. I put a poll on asking 
if vlogging at football. So what I mean by vlogging is um, videoing like yourself and what's going on on the pitch and your reactions to goals and and stuff like that, and then people watch it back on YouTube. Is is that something that you guys are on board with, um, or are you a miserable bastard like me that just wants to go the game, watch the game, and enjoy it as is what it is? You know, enjoy it and enjoy the experience while you're there. Um, whoever wants to wade in on this first, please feel free. Um, yeah, go on, um, it's one of them things I, I did comment on this uh, on Twitter. It, it's a bit cringy, I won't lie. I think it depends on your personality, but at the end of the day, it's probably harmless. I mean, they're not hurting anyone. Um, and there's clearly a market for it. Uh, people watch it. You know, we've got our own uh, Bradford City who do it, and they do get some all right views. Um, I'm not giving you a shout out. You'll have to pay for that. Um, but I say it's cringy, but we talked about this earlier. People like Bootlegger, they were fantastic. And um, there's a guy called Smith who does the Palmer's FC stuff on their YouTube, um, which is quite good. But I, I wouldn't say I'm for it, but I'm not against it, really. I mean, as long as they're not bothering anyone. I just, for me, I just can't get made around how you can enjoy the game when you're trying to film it at the same time. I just can't. Maybe that's just me being old. I'm, I'm 30 now, so I'm, it would never really, when I was young, like we sports, I sports gillybacks before, but like it's just never something that had ever crossed my mind. You know, we've done the live podcast at the games and stuff and where we've just had it sort of stationary, but not watching the pit. I just, I don't know. I just, I just it's not for me. And I think, I think you, I can understand it when kids are doing it because they'll go back and watch it. And, and I think it's like probably a kid's audience that are watching these videos and stuff like that. But I just I can't get my head around it. Gilly, I'll let you come in on that because you've probably got the same point of view as me. Yeah, well, yeah, you won't be surprised to say I'm a miserable bastard. Sort of thing. <laughs> yeah. uh, but no, no, it's, yeah, uh, I'm, I'm with Tom. Like, it's, it's all harmless. Uh, it doesn't offend me or, well, I hope it doesn't offend anyone because it. No, I don't. It's not something or nothing, but I just don't get it. Yeah, I'm just a total nervous wreck when I'm watching football. I, my phone's the last thing. I'm literally totally wired into football. Um, but I'd understand if we were going to do some interesting places, but it's crawly, crawly away, like Northampton's not. Who's that? In, who's that interested? And in? really, I don't know. I don't know so, what these. I don't know what these vloggers are aiming for. You know, are they aiming to get big? They're never going to get big, other until we start playing big clubs or like a Thogden of the world. You mean? Yeah, possibly. Yeah, it's not going to be that interesting until they go to until until we start going to interesting places. Really, um, in my opinion, I I just don't see the point at our level and the stands that we feel they're going to be filming in the shit. None of us ever having a good view. We're all virtually at pitch level. You can't really say anything, can you? Like a lot of times, depending would, on the would ground. You watch, um, would you watch a Wembley vlog? Let's let's say that the season ends in the playoffs. Would you watch a vlog from Wembley? Um, personally, not me. I've been been to London enough times for for other reasons and stuff. That yeah, I only watch it to kind of learn or. For something right. to prick me interest, but not for enjoyment. Not for really enjoyment, really. Yeah, I'd I'd watch somebody as a learning curve, not actually 
for enjoyment, really. Okay. So Cameron's obviously the youngest out of us all, um, probably with the best hairline as well. So Cameron... <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I don't mind it personally. Uh, I'd never vlog during the game or anything like that myself. Um, but there's obviously demand for it. People are going to watch it. Uh, and if it's something they enjoy doing, what am I to comment on that? Yeah. But you are, you, you're totally valid to comment on it, I think, because this is the thing that I've learned today on Twitter, that apparently you're not allowed to say that you don't like it because people do it, so therefore you're not allowed to comment on it. And I feel like that's a load of bollocks. Twitter is a place of conversation and saying yeah. what you think about things. And the moment that that stops, what's the point? So you are valid to have an opinion on it, mate. And it, you said it doesn't offend you and whatever, and what, that, that's fine. Um, and I think that's the whole point. And it, if you don't like it, you don't have to like it. If you like it, you want to do it, fine. Um, do, do you see a purpose of it? Do, do you see the point in why people are doing it, Cameron? Um, I, I just think it's something they enjoy. People could probably argue back saying, why do we do this podcast every week? But yeah. if it's something we enjoy, there's clearly people that keep coming back to watch every week. Yeah. yeah so there obviously is the demand for it, so why not? Yeah, it's probably people pissed off at them flags that keep going over their heads, isn't they? And all. I can't see, <laughs> can't see players coming out. But... The, the all-in-one at flags nearly took my head off over there. <laughs> yeah, well, I know. Yeah. Have That'll you had any bad. complaints yet? No, but I'm sure people are muttering stuff under their breath. Get the fucking flag up. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm sure. But no, not really. I think people are... It's quite nice to have something a bit different, you know, with flags and, you know, something going on because, like you said, there's nothing, is there? So I think in the main, people are enjoying it. Um, and we're, we're planning to have quite a big and um, not a big flag, but a big display at Sutton at home. I think we're going to do Grimsby, but we can't for one reason or another. But hopefully, somebody's just commented with an ointment, ointment <laughs> <laughs> uh, on the on the chat. Don't know who that is, but love it. Um, yeah, so we're going to have a flag in the bottom and the top of the cup. So we've got the two now, and we've stitched it up. And then the northwest corner lads are getting involved, so they're going to bring they're making loads of flags as well to sort of put around it. So should look pretty cool. But yeah, most people are getting on board with that. Some most people enjoy it. I don't know what you boys think of the flags, because you know, being the other side sort of doing it. Have you got any thoughts on it? Is it for you? Is it not for you? Would you feel like just fuck off, get your flags out of my way, or do you, do you quite like it? I like them, but they need to be stationary. Yeah, like people they start like surfing them, and it just doesn't work. Like, yeah, so we tried that, and. Um, People just want to sort of push them back. It's so difficult because it's quite a big flag. It's bigger than what it looks when you when you look at it from, you know, when it's on the fans. But I totally agree. Which That's what the aim was to sort of keep it. But once it's sort of going, you can't stop it. The only yeah. thing we've got is to put some bits of rope on either corner of it and hold it. But I, I totally agree. I think that we're just going to have to be aware that we're going to have to stop them and keep them stationary in the middle. I, I like it. Like, I just think just that keeps fans just like engaged like before kickoffs got to be good like when i started going at mid 90s it was like shit a roll were coming you know when players walked out and yeah <laughs> when, when is it all ripped up papers when did that fa get phased out you know they used to be raining down with it didn't they with people yeah. throwing torn up paper in air and yeah and, bl and, and stuff <laughs> yeah it's just seemed to that's that seemed to have been gone out of fashion and died haven't it um but as a kid going at football, that's like a, a memory, isn't it? You know, when you were younger, yeah. you know, things like that. And I remember um, Lenny throwing stuff at like little footballs and stuff and, and, and that in that crowd. And just little bits like that. There's nothing, is there? Like, there's just, there's no sort yeah. of pretty much build up anymore in any in any way, you know. Just, uh, uh, just going to, back to the crowd, the 
I sit at Block G on, in the top, top tier, right next to corner. Um, Northwest corner looked quite empty, and they were all piled up at the top of my. There were loads of people piled up at the top of the block. Has there been a been a change well, of scene or something happened that I've missed? Well, I I think that those lads that were behind you this week have come from the the other side of the cop because I think they've they've all been booted out of there, so they've moved across. So oh, I think they right. moved across the cop. But yeah, Northwest corner wise, I think the numbers have been dwindling for for a few weeks. I mean, they they had the numbers for the um, the five pound game, didn't they? they? Were packed up there, but. Um, yeah, I think numbers over the season, people have like moved back into cop bath, but they've put a stop to that now. So I don't think that anybody that are in the office corner can move back to the cop because they think that some of them are trouble causes apparently. So they've been sort of kicked out and they're not allowing them to to put them back. But somebody's put on a comment, cop shifted closer to oh. office corner and it seemed to work yeah. better. Um, do you know what? The, the lads that were at the top of the cop sung quite a lot for the first half. I thought they were pretty good. Um, but the rest of the stadium didn't really got going. And But they did seem to be working together a bit more. Gilly, I don't know if you noticed, actually, a bit closer. Uh, yeah, well, I, obviously, I noticed, like, I always have a quick glance uh, glance around just to just out of curiosity. And I just noticed how full our block was. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, obviously, sounded good because it was coming. I'm literally on the front row. I, I lean on top tier like that looking over yeah sweating so, all, all sound were coming straight down so yeah it sounded sounded great in my block obviously um but yeah is that's is that where they're apparently going to be now they're according to this? Well, no, it's probably a good idea isn't it if, if the lads are going to stay at northwest corner it makes sense for them to be there so they can join yeah. forces rather than going against which has been the theme of the season really um but yeah atmosphere i mean if we do get to the playoffs that's something that hopefully we can do a bit better um, at home because it, it's been drab on it all season. Um, but on the flip side of that, there's not been a lot to sing about at times. And I think you struggle when that is the case. Um, anything to add on that one, Tom, Cameron, Johnny? Um, yeah, I just, it's one of them things. I think the atmosphere at home, it's not right. It's pretty poor at times. Um, and yeah, it hasn't helped with that weird sort of division between the northwest corner and the cop. Um, I, to be honest, I haven't got much of an opinion about northwest corner. If I'm, if I'm going to be honest, um, I'd probably skip on that one. <laughs> like, like someone else, yeah, I've not got yeah. much of an opinion. That's right, mate, Cameron. Uh, yeah, I think the idea of the corner were brilliant, um, but I just think they did it at totally the wrong time. To me, that corner should have been done the season, the first season where they started really pushing the season tickets, without the McCall season. Yeah. Um, that it should have happened a lot sooner. I just think the timing of it was bad. Started at the start of last season. Adams' balls just absolutely drained every bit of passion out of half of us. Derek Adams' uh, balls. <laughs> yeah. Uh, My balls have been draining anyway. I, I just think half, <laughs> half, half the reason it's not worked. Um, yeah, yeah. Because you've got, you got married, Adam. <laughs> the only thing that's saving that corner now is if we get a safe standing section. Yeah. Uh, than well, that, just... I'm glad you brought up Cameron the safe standing because that there's been a few um, murmurs aren't they, on Twitter about this that, yeah. that the Northwest corner are going to get it, and I've seen that I think Man United got a safe standing section now. That I think a lot quite of... a lot of Premier League teams get. I know Man City have got quite a big one. Uh, Liverpool, I might be wrong. I think they have one. Would you be inclined to move? To yeah, the Northwest definitely. Corner, just because it's safe standing. Yeah, definitely. Absolutely. 
Right. So do you think that that is a really good selling point for him and that's yeah. maybe why they're staying put? I think it is. I'm not sure on the rolling, uh, but is it only the bottom tier that's allowed standing or are you is allowed it? it in an upper tier? I don't know. That'd be if anybody knows that on the on the uh, the ideal cop. thing would be bottom of the cop, but that's never going to happen. Well, the bottom of the cop at that whole game, everyone. No, yeah, it was good, wasn't it? Yeah, I, I preferred the drum in the bottom. Yeah. Did you see the um, one of the supporters boards? I don't know. I can't fucking keep track of them all. These supporters board, the one that Nigel set up. Want the um, then there's the other two. Um, one of them released a statement saying that they wanted to get the drum back in the cop or they wanted to put a petition forward to the club to get a drum in the cop and the club have said well the the, the only atmosphere section that we're going to have is, is going to be the northwest corner and that's where the, the drum's staying but I mean you can't have two drums I mean one, yeah. one's bad enough in my head I, I, I'm not a big fan of drums at football but like sure that's just a ludicrous idea isn't it no yeah I, I, yeah I've never I've never I don't because we didn't you it's when did it come in the drum that did it like to run in tennis summer? I don't I don't remember it when I were like a kid or summer, really. Daddy in Bradford and the first time I remember it was when they used the young lads used to sit in the um TL Dallas in Bradford and they used to do the Dale Cavass, whatever it's called, you know, they were, oh yeah. That's when I remember it coming in, and that was probably about 20, 2009, 2010, something yeah. like that. Um, the the problem is if with the bottom tier of the cop now, I've noticed just looking down and I've noticed quite a lot of families in there, hmm. so so that might cause a cause a problem. I've I've seen quite a lot of kids uh, yeah. in bottom half at Cop, um, so that one I don't think that'd go down well. But to, I think I, I agree with you. I think two would be ludicrous. Like, yeah, we'll get, we we'll do. Molly be bumping with our it's, it, it's just all down to players. Rick. We just when when we play on front foot, Molly Parade's class. It's just. We just haven't had attacking front foot football for a few years now, really. Oh, well, since the whole early season. You get a corner outside, don't you, Gilly? And it, it, it erupts almost, doesn't it? Yeah. You, know, you, you said it, and that's all we want. You know, just something going on, we can get off the seats and somebody running it. Play. Well, Gilly did it, didn't he? Uh, Gilly had had a bit of a run. Um, second half against Carlisle, and everyone was just like going mental, and obviously nothing ended up coming from it, but. It's just you want something to get off your off your seat, and like I don't know, is it a bit manufactured at times? The atmosphere, do you just want it to be natural from voices and stuff like that, or is the drum necessarily in like today's age? I don't know. Uh, to be fair, at Doncaster away in the concourse, the drum were class. Are a big fan of it there because it got everybody going, and it, it were a really good atmosphere. Um, and I can kind of get on board of it at away days, but at home, I just feel like it makes you look a bit tin pot in my head. Mm. Any thoughts on that to add, gents? Yeah, I think I think people have got to want to sing. Like you, you can't force it. You can put a drum there to make a bit of noise, and it'll it'll artificially boost it a bit. But the fact is, people just don't seem to want to sing at the moment. And yeah. I I don't know if that's down to the football or I'm not sure. I'm not sure the reason, but. Yeah, you can't you can't force these things basically. You can't, and and the, the what happens on the pitch really helps, doesn't it? And, and what's going on in the crowd. Um, just a couple more things to touch on then, because we've been going a little well over an hour now. Season ticket prices have been frozen again. Um, really good campaign video that came out. Really impressed with that. And I mean, prices compared to some of the clubs in our league is is ludicrous. Um, 
and it's nice to be on the forefront of something, you know, in regards to cheap tickets. You know, you wish everybody were the same and could afford to get to football. Um, are we impressed at the fr- frozen the price? I know that there's been some people kicking off the 25 years that are saying, well, I, mine's gone up. Um, but in general, it's it's been really positive on it again. Uh, yeah. Class. Yeah. Cost of living crisis. You can't, you can't fault it, can you? Yeah. Banging again. Uh, Cameron, go on, mate. You're going to come in. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think I've got a funny feeling if we are to go up, though, it might be the last season at this price. I think. Uh, but even if it does go up sort of 20 quid over the space of a year, and it's another player, really, possibly. Yeah, yeah it's a good point, that, isn't it? I mean, if it does go up a tenner or 20 quid, it, you know, you think of that money in the grand scheme of things, it's it's paying for a, probably wages, isn't it, for a player? Yeah. But I, I think they'll keep them at a very similar price until we get championship if we do get there. Um, because that's when you can start getting a lot of that away fan sort of money coming in as well, maybe. Because um, you, you would lose some. I think if you put our prices yeah. on 100 quid, there's idiots like you, us. You'd, you'd lose a lot at that, but I think even just sort of £20 now that you can be able to pay monthly. Yeah. Uh, I'm fairly surprised. I'm glad they've kept it the same, obviously, but I am fairly surprised we didn't see a slight increase. Yeah, but it's a shorter period, isn't it, this time, I think, to renew. Yeah. So it's, they'll, end... probably, they'll probably extend it, though, won't they? You think? Uh, but there's one for people to be careful on because I seen some the other day. The end renewal date is different to your seat renewal date, so it's a few weeks before. And if you've not renewed by then, your seat goes on sale to anybody. Right, I ain't saying my own seat yeah. all season. Yeah. <laughs> to be fair, I don't even know where my seat is. Uh, it's in the car, <laughs> um, but I, I, I just, I just sit wherever I end up, you know, because you end up, you know, people that are sitting everywhere. But yeah, it's a good point though. It is a good point that Cameron that if you do want your, your seat, then then get it sort of sorted out before it goes to somebody else like me. I'll be sat in it. Um, end of season running. We've got nine games now. Um, when you look at the games as well, there's not really a lot of tough um, teams in there. I mean, you look at Carlisle's run, they've got every week they're playing somebody in and around it. We, we've got the, the three teams I've picked out have been of interest. Um, Sutton, Northampton and Leighton Orient. So Leighton Orient and Northampton, the last two games of the season, which when you looked at it a few months ago, you're thinking, well, by that point, they've both gone up. But it might not quite be the case. So they might be absolutely massive, them two games. And Sutton's the other one that I picked out as being a bit of a playoff because they're sort of getting towards the playoffs, aren't they? Is it, have we got an easy running? Or, I mean, are these the games that we shouldn't be taking for granted? The likes of your Hartlepools, your Chillinghams, your Rochdales? Are they the ones that might bite us in the arse as it seems yeah. to be in this season? I- don't think you can take them for granted too much, but I'd much rather have our running than running like teams like Carlisle. Yeah. I can't exactly remember who they've got, but I was looking through team around us fixtures with my dad the other day and other teams. They've got an awful running teams around them. And then our two hardest games, in my opinion, are the last two. By then, I think Orient have done just enough to have gone up. And then I just think it's a Northampton game that could be massive. There's no doubt it's in our hands, is there, Cameron? No. Like it's 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 up to us to fuck up now. I mean, Carlisle are gonna are gonna sort of bump the way along. I think Stevenage, uh, I think they're really. I think they're crumbling. Yeah, I, think I do. Think that other, other than Orion, and then below us, I think there's only what I think below Man's is it Sutton below Mansfield. Yeah. Uh, I think I can't see them mounting the playoffs. I think under underneath Mansfield, I think no one's making a push. Yeah. Uh, I think we've definitely enough for playoffs anyway, but I'm hoping we can put a run together. Just need to start winning games, turning yeah. ones and threes. Uh, Gilly, Tom, Johnny, up to add 
on the run. Yeah, I, I think it's like the the Barrow and the Rochdales that are going to come back to back to bite us. That's already happened, really. But my only issue is, like I've said to you before, I just if we do say if we do need like three points on last game of the season for whatever reason, like can you trust them to throw a kitchen sink at it and? really go for it and really chase it I, I just don't see a scoring enough goals to, to to creep in I think we're going to have to settle for playoffs but I'm, I'm not very confident really I just What, I just what thought, point would you become confident Gilly? If they just showed some signs of being able to throw a kitchen sink at it that we can that we can chase a chase a result if if, if, if it comes to it at any point like obviously uh, when we played Burton in playoffs, we went that we weren't behind, didn't we? We were at 2 0, and then, then they kept, yeah, who scored now? Kept, uh, Gary Thompson it. scored, didn't they? Uh, I was thinking who scored for them. It was Zola, uh, Zola. Calvin Zola, wasn't it? I remember, I remember him because he was quite a tall lad, wasn't he? Yeah, they were him, and then they had that Magoma on wing, they yeah. absolutely ripped as a new asshole. Then, yeah, <laughs> it like, yeah, but you're, you're right, and it we looked out of it, didn't we? Then, yeah. yeah. We went away, didn't we? Did what we needed to do. Yeah, and they just they kept themselves in with a shout. I just fit if this team went 2 0 down, I just think it's just game right over. There, like second just... goal where he pulled in from left hand side, did a few step overs, and just yeah, yeah. I, do, I don't think it's a lack of fight. I, I don't, I wouldn't ever accuse him of not having having it in him, but it's just I don't know if it's been coached out of him a bit. No, um, yeah, the adult is not that. Severe intensity is that yeah. we've had it happen in teams before where you, it looks like we're going to score and crowd are really getting behind them. They just sort of wave after wave of attack. You, you don't seem to have that feeling, and I'm with you on that. But it, it, you, you do that on Saturday and you get like a winner. The Colchester game to me were quite yeah. because it showed we had it in us a little bit. You know, we haven't, built, we haven't built on it though, have we? We haven't. That's... We haven't. And it's a, it is a big concern, especially when you've got potential playoffs to worry about like it is a worry I know that I might sound totally deluded but I still I think we're going to do top three I do I just feel like teams are going to fall around us we've probably had one of the best runs and we've got then the best running you know and, and teams are all playing each other around us I think mean, this weekend alone I think like the top six or seven or whatever they're all playing each other or something I think I think is it Stevie's playing Carlisle or something like that there's somebody up there isn't there that, I think nearly everyone within well, in and around us, have to play one or two teams at some point. So, so you yeah, win top seven except us. Yeah, so they, there you go. So you know you, you win on Saturday, and and results really last this Saturday just gone. They've all really gone for us, haven't they? I mean, somebody was saying no, they haven't because you know people won like Salford won, didn't they? And Stockport, I think. But you know you want to be looking above that realistically, don't you? I mean, you guys might disagree with that. You might be thinking just do playoffs and, and be done well, with it. Good time. I'm, I'm worried if we if we make the playoffs and not top three. I think we really need to go for automatic because I've got probably got. I don't want to insult any of the players because we've got some great characters, but I also think we bottle jobs a bit. Mm. I think well, there's been look at Rochdale, many occasions. Yeah, exactly. There's many occasions this season where we've just been massive bottle jobs, and I don't think the playoffs would suit us. I don't. Um, We've got to really go for it this last nine games, or we probably kiss goodbye to promotion. Oh, don't. At all. I can't. I can't. <laughs> I don't we're another playoff running either. Just, just get it over and done. We just do it the easy way. But 
no matter what anybody says in my head, it's in our hands and, and it's doable, very much doable. And, and really, we should be disappointed from now to me. If we win Saturday, how many points do we go behind? It, let's say the both lose, we'd be what one point or two point oh, off for the game in hand. Are, right? are we six points off at the minute? I'm pretty sure. So they lose, yeah. And that's for the game in hand, isn't it? Uh, not anymore, I don't think. Um, I was, uh, it might be actually because we didn't play at weekend, did we? Uh, I think I'll we were just, Carl I'll, just, I'll just check now. Yeah, maybe not the other two. Um, imagine if we imagine if we finish sixth or seventh, get knocked out in playoffs, and we've had Andy Cook who's ended up on thirty goals and not being promoted. Uh, it's just we've got a game gonna have, in. He's not going to have this season again. Do you know, we need to be capitalising on it now. And the goalkeepers have seasoned his life. Yeah. So we're six points behind Stevenage, who are in third. Um, yeah. And we're five behind Carlisle with a game in hand. Yeah. But they're in four, so... It's doable. Maybe we're in dreamland, but I just... And Northampton, I think we've got a game in hand on them as well. Like, they're second out there, and they're catchable as well. Um, this weekend's pivotal. It really is. Season-defining, again. I'm just not hoping it's going to be one of them where we look back at end of the season, miss out by a point, and it's going to be... What could have been? I know. I oh, was really okay. impressed with Northampton at Valley Parade, but they've been—they had a great start, but they haven't really. This had is another thing, good spell. They haven't had another good spell of the since. They're the only team that have really dominated the season at Orient. Nobody else has looked anything special. Um, from memory, I don't even know. Like like Northampton, like say when they came to our place, the dictators, didn't they? Um, I'm quite yeah. impressed with Stockport at our place. Yeah, they had pace so probably not that place. Really. They were very hard. Totally outrunners, really. Yeah, I went a bit funny then. I don't know if it was me. No, it did for me. <laughs> probably, it was probably my stream, but yeah, Northampton were good. And, and did you say Stockport as well? Yeah, I was very impressed with Stockport, even though yeah. it were only 1-0. Um, I just thought they were organised, pressed yeah. well. Well, that would be my total dread, that in playoffs, Stockport. I, I, think I, the I can see it'll either be us... I'm hoping all them that flinch third. I mean, they were one point in season. They were down there, well, not down there at bottom, but bottom mm. mid-table and everyone's giving it our... They were supposed to be promotion contenders and they've just come out of nowhere, haven't they? Yeah, absolutely. So I guess time will tell. Um, any other part talking points, gents, before we uh, close this one off for tonight? Is it too early to talk about who you'd try and ship out next season or is, would you wait till after the rest of the season is done? Um, it's an interesting point, isn't it? I guess because it'll probably take us a while to go through, maybe it's a talking point for possibly next time or we'll open it up on Twitter if you want to sort of get involved and maybe we'll do a bit of a poll on it because I guess there's, the, the, the thing is though, Tom, that a lot of players that we signed have, have signed on two and three year deals under this time, which we haven't yeah. seen for a number of years and we're all buzzing about it. But in a way, I bet some people are thinking they haven't and we could ship a few of them out, you know, this this pre-season for next season. Um, yeah. I think I think the key player will, will just leave it on is Andy Cook and getting him signed up. Um, yeah. And Lewis. And to be honest, if you signed them two and maybe threw a Critchlow in there and a Stubbs, would you be that disappointed if, if anybody else left? No, not for me. I, I wouldn't lose any sleep at all. So, how interesting is that? And you're all, nobody's really saying, yeah, Woods, and there's players that are probably coming to, coming to your mind. Jamie Walker, I'm a big fan of, but the problem yeah. is with his injuries. Like, if he consistently played in this squad, it'd be unbelievable. But I guess that's the big concern with Jamie Walker. But is there anybody else that you'd be absolutely devastated if we lost? 
I, I won't be devastated, but I'd look at getting Banks. Yeah. I don't think he'll make it as a Premier League footballer, so I reckon Palace would be willing to ship him out. Do you not think Banks is just one of many other wingers that come from Premier League that are very the same, very much the same, and you can get a lot of them? Possibly. Yeah. I mean, and a penny, a little bit. It probably is replaceable, but yeah, they're all just coached, obviously the same way, aren't they? Whatever club they they come from, it must be just the way kids are coached now. Like, there's, they all just seem to be like for like to me. Like, yeah. Um, well, we've got what did you say there is nine games for the season. Mm. Let's see who's, who's up for it and who you'd want for next season. In the sense, can they cope with the pressure of the promotion? Um, yeah. Do they want it? Do they want it enough? If yeah. if their asses go, then out the go. Then they're not up to it. Um, I think. Yeah, I agree. I think they've all got some qualities, but nobody's nobody's nailed a place apart from Cook, really. For for me, and for Lewis, a new contract. New new contract. Yes, Lewis is still with us, isn't it? Last, yeah. last last point, just before we disappear, is Dion Pereira came on. Um, I would like to see him back in the squad. I think he's got something that's a little bit different to what we've got out there. I know he's not really been confident and decent really this season, let's be fair, but would you give Pereira a bit of a run out over the last nine games or do you think it's too much of a gamble? Just the last question. I'd be giving him a bit of a, maybe not starting him all the time, but definitely off the bench. A bit longer off the bench though than... yeah. Two minutes, yeah. Okay, yeah, we're 87th minute or something. It came on, wasn't it? Like, Didn't we get a touch? I don't think what's, what's point, like, yeah, unless there's like seven or eight minutes injury time, it's, it's a pointless still minute, essentially. Yeah, but would you, would you, would you give him another shot? Are you, would you wash your hands with him? Uh, I've not washed my hands with him. I going up, you need to gamble at some point, you know. I know yeah. we're just drawing. We're just drawing a lot, and it's gonna gonna cost us. Like this is hot. It can make stuff happen, isn't he? Though, like you know, yeah. and I know he hasn't done it a lot this season, but he can. He, he has those moments of magic where he can run at players, and he's got that that fearlessness inside him. And Jamie Walker, we're a massive fan of him, and he kept telling us that you know how good of a player he is, and it's just so easy to him the game of football. So I'd like we're, to. See we're just predictable. Up. We're just predictable. Yeah. So, any sort of unpredictability for me would be absolutely fine. Just just moves across, doesn't it? All the time. Yeah. Even even in the in the thirds or whatever, it just always just goes across the pitch and back and forward. And there's no one making them runs. You're screaming at you for for the runs we made. So, um, Tom Pereira. Yeah, I, I don't know if I'm living in sort of a idealistic fairy tale sort of land, but I've got I've just got images of him scoring an absolute worldie to get us three points at some point. Yeah. Um I think he deserves another chance. I mean like um like Gilly said, we are very predictable and he's he does offer something a bit different. Um and maybe that's what we need. Yeah. I just think he's devoid of confidence and he he needs a goal to get that back, I think. Or insist think, or just something a moment of magic. Yeah, definitely. Um, hopefully he can get some good game time against Grimsby at weekend and uh, he can make some happen yeah hey, give, him, give him a bit of, give 15 minutes to you know maybe do something have a, have a go at him run it and try and get a second goal yeah Um, yeah, Johnny I don't know if you're still there mate we can see your ceiling but we can't see you have you gone 
I think he's gone. Right, that'll be it then. Well, thank you very much, gentlemen, and thank you for everybody that's commented and joined uh, on Facebook and YouTube and Twitter. Um, we've had about 700 people listening live uh, in total, I think. Um, so we must talk some interesting stuff <laughs> um, in and amongst the shite. So, yeah, thank you for those that have, um, have listened along. Um, thanks to Gilly, Cameron, Tom and Johnny as well for, for joining us. Um, and we'll be back again probably. Um, maybe do a space after the Grimsby game. Depends if I've had a beer or not. We might do a space there and then we'll do another podcast after that. Also, all but got signed off Osadibi for the podcast, so we'll be interviewing him. Um, we'll make sure that the sound quality is, is much better uh, and in some way that doesn't echo as much. But yeah, thank you for listening on as always. Take care and have a lovely evening. Bye for now. Cheers. Fucking chickens. <laughs> the Talksport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure, 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.